This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Canada's para-athletes had a fantastic showing at the Para-Pan Am Games in Santiago, Chile. Canada was especially dominant on the Boccia court. Paralympian Alison Levine won two gold medals, one for single and another for pairs. Alison was also named the flag bearer for the closing ceremonies, and Alison is taking some time to reflect on her remarkable competition. Alison, it's been about seven years since you and I last chatted. Congratulations on your success, and thank you for taking some time today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So I think there's some self-evidence to this, but how are you feeling after coming home with a couple of gold medals? Um, in one word, satisfied. <laughs> um, in, in more words, um, words don't even do it justice. I just feel pretty elated right now. I'm, I'm on cloud nine, just riding the wave of emotions and um, just feeling so accomplished and grateful for my experience in Santiago. You've had quite a bit of success on the court before. I, I know it's hard to rank these things, but but where do you rank this opportunity and, and these couple of wins in Santiago? This one is definitely high up there. Um, I think this season, this season um, has been my best in terms of success. I've been on the podium at every single competition and this was my third individual gold in a row. Um, which is, uh, I guess, first time I think that I've been on the podium the whole season, every tournament. Wow. Um, but um, this competition was really quite a high level, um, kind of a mini Paralympics, um, good lead up into the games next year. So to come home with uh, two wins is just kind of very reassuring that we're on the right path and that we have... Um, very likely medal contention for Paris. I'm definitely going to ask you about your road to Paris in just a moment, but before I look forward with you, I do want to look back at one more component of this. You were named flag bearer. What does that mean to you as an athlete and as a Canadian? Uh, it's huge. It's, um, you know, people are named flag bearer um, based not only on their accomplishments, but also um, on kind of who they are as a person and every single person that has carried the flag to kind of look up to. So to be selected to be the flag bearer is telling me that I'm someone that other people can look up to was just kind of this immense feeling of pride and gratitude to add my name to the list. What does the celebration look like, whether it's on the ground in Chile or maybe uh, upon getting home? What have the last couple of weeks been like for you? Last few weeks have been um, crazy, but I'm loving it. <laughs> um, we have had, I've had different media opportunities, um, local news, national news, um, friends and family just calling and, and, and um, 
you know, wishing me congratulations. I keep looking through the pictures of the events, still haven't hung my medals on the wall because I keep kind of taking them out of the box and looking at them. Um, you know, it's not often that we para athletes get to be in the spotlight, um, especially botcha athletes. Um, so I'm really soaking up every moment of it um, while I know it, while it lasts, right? What kind of downtime do you have between now and maybe really ramping up training for the Paris Games? Like, are you able to sort of maybe sink through, keep sinking into the celebration through the holidays? Or is it right back to the grind in the training center? Um, we have training starting back um, on Wednesday. Um, but I'm going to take uh, take that day off. I'm going to go back on Friday. So we had about a week and a half uh, of rest. Um, there wasn't that much of a time difference. It was only two hours between Montreal and Santiago. So we don't mm. have to recover from jet lag or anything. Um, but uh, then we'll have a nice little break of two weeks at the holidays and then back at it. How does preparation look for you upon making that return in January? How do you start hitting the gas to prepare for Paris? Um, I think the coaches are just going to guide us. Luckily, I don't have to think about all that stuff. <laughs> I just have to show up. But I, I assume it's just going to be what we always do. We know that our um, we're on the path to success. We, we are currently successful as well. So I think we just are going to continue doing what we've been doing, which is, you know, our regular training schedule and regular time on the court, our regular meetings with professionals and, you know, integrated support team, science team and everything. And, um, yeah, it should be just more of the same. And hopefully the end of next season will be the same as the end of this season. <laughs> You let me and a camera crew crash one of your training sessions back in 2016 on the road to Rio. And even back then, the caliber of the Canadian Boccia team was like next level. And I think that you and your teammates keep bringing home hardware from these tournaments, and there's a darn good reason why. How does pushing each other in the training room help you guys get right there locked in before you head to a big competition? Yeah, we're really, really lucky that actually the three people in my classification in Canada, we all live in Montreal, so we can all train together. Um, a lot of people in the other classifications that are kind of spread up across the country um, don't get that opportunity like we do. Um, me being ranked second in the world, Julian being ranked fifth in the world, Marco being ranked uh, like 13th in the world. Every single training that we have is extremely high caliber training. So when we get to competitions and we have to play against the number ones in the world, it's just like another day at the office for us. And I think that's how us as the BC4 classification has also been able to grow so quickly and perform so well is that our bar is always very, very high. Elite level athletes are interesting creatures. I want to ask you a question about momentum because I'm sure an athlete going through a slump would say momentum means nothing, but you're on a heater, Allison. What does momentum mean going into a Paralympic year for you? Um, I, I think, I mean, unfortunately, my momentum is going to have to be broken a bit. I do have a surgery scheduled for January. Um, it's going to force me to take a few months off, but um, last January, I actually ended up in the hospital for emergency surgery and um had a few months off and ended 
and had an amazing season. So I'm, I'm hoping that my body is going to be doing the same thing this time. And um, I think the momentum doesn't necessarily have to be physical, which I, I think I've kind of proved to myself because of that break I had to take last January. Um, but still keeping my mind active and still keeping my um, other skills um, related to bacha, um, working those uh, when I can't be on the court throwing is super important. And that's what I plan on doing. What does some of your off the court training and maintenance look like in terms of keeping the body top shape and top tier, uh, whether, whether it be again, more, more broader medical stuff, maybe aside, but maybe like the, the day-to-day uh, rehab and, and, and physio. Yeah. So we do have our physiotherapist that we meet with, uh, that we have sessions with once a week at our training center. On top of that, we have a uh, massage therapy. I have mine come to my house. Um, I do a little bit of uh, stationary hand bike every day, every other day. Um, but a lot of bacha, as I like to say, is played between um, both your ears. Mm. So a lot of the mental preparation is super important for bacha because it's such a tactical sport and requires so much control of your emotions and nerves. Um, we each have a uh, mental performance expert um, that we meet with and do a lot of visualization and deep breathing and mindfulness exercises. Um, along with that, there's the tactical side. So doing video review, watching past games of myself, watching games of my opponents, um, analyzing all those things. It, it kind of works out to kind of a, a full-time job, even when you're not on the court. Allison, only about a minute here until the hard out from the segment, but I'm curious uh, how that's changed over the years, even in your observation in the last decade, how that off-the-court side of the sport has evolved. Uh, the, the scientific side of Bacha has exploded exponentially across, I think, the, the entire globe. Um, it's become a lot more serious. People are really um, focusing on those mental tactics you know when you get to that really high level in bacha pretty much everyone has the same physical skills and can you know cover the jack open the jack do those things what's really going to make the difference is those little things such as your mental training of being able to analyze uh decide and then execute in a matter of seconds and keep all your emotions and everything under control Allison, congratulations on the success. Wonderful to see the continued success for you and your teammates. Best of luck over the holiday season. Hope the surgery goes well in January. And uh, hopefully you and I get a chance to connect between now and the time you head off to uh, France next summer. All the best. Enjoy. Take care. Congratulations. Thank you so much. That's Allison Levine, gold medal winner at the Parapan American Games and flag bearer at the Parapan Am Games in Santiago, Chile. So, so cool to see Canadian para-athletes having all kinds of success all over the world. That's all the time there is for today's episode of Now with Dave Brown. Don't worry, we're back again tomorrow morning, preemptively warning you about the holiday credit card hangover. Ann Arbor from the Credit Counseling Society will offer some tips for dealing with debt. 9 a.m. Eastern time, the show kicks off. Until then, I'm Dave Brown reminding you to play safe, play fair, but don't forget to have some fun.
Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.